Jeff Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. What's up, Doc? You have tuned into episode 13 of the Star Wars Archives, the Utility Network podcast, where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Puru out of it. And I'm laughing by ass off right now because... You did not tell me you were going to do that. (laughs) I changed our script and I didn't tell Trev. But I am Jose, a.k.a. Joxie in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. And I have read 41 Star Wars books, and I own 14 of them. I'm Trev. Uh, Keeper of the timeline pagers over at Utini.com. I've spent my entire adult life consuming Star Wars media and own over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. So now that we've got that out of the way, Jesus Christ. Um... (laughs) For anyone joining us for the first time, this is obviously a largely unscripted show. And once we've decided on each episode's topic, Jose will do whatever research he needs. I'll do as little research as possible. And we'll talk about anything Star Wars, legends, canons, books, comics, you name it. Hopefully keep you both entertained and informed over the next hour or so. I pulled it back in at the end. <laughs> and if it wasn't obvious by my my introduction today, we are on today's episode we are focusing on possibly one of the weirdest and silliest characters from Legends. And I mean I think he's only Legends right now, right? And that is Jackson or Jax for short, which he ain't, the meat eating, <laughs> rocket riding rabbit from the planet Koshel Prime. And I'll admit that even though I was aware of this uh, of their ex- this green Bugs Bunny in Star Wars before today, I really knew nothing of him or of his like backstory. So Trev, uh, I did you know I did do a little bit of research here, but I'm definitely curious to see what you got for me today as we dive deep into these this uh, Lepi. Is it is it a Lepi? Leepy? Lepi? Smugglers, Lepi Carnivorous, Lepi Carnivorous. Uh, yes. So the the official name. There we go. Okay. Um. So I mean, can you? Why? Why are we talking about Jackson? <laughs> but so there was this weird thing a couple of weeks ago where all of a sudden there was loads of Legends news, and they had these Black Series figure announcements, and one of them was. Jackson the rabbit of all bloody things that they could have chosen. So what else did we have? We had um uh Kirkanos, you had Jackson, who also announced it uh, Dark Empire Luke. There was another one I'm oh, there was a thinking of. But... There was a Darth Maul. 
but was it Darth Maul from a Dark Horse comics? Yeah. So there was, you know, Legends characters announced and bloody Jackson of <laughs> all the things that we were going to choose. I know he's been more popular lately, thanks to Cavan Scott, who is a god amongst Star Wars men at this point. Mm-hmm. But that was huge. <laughs> and we saw that. We, we had a different topic planned for today. We were going to talk about Tarkin. Yeah. Come on, come on, listeners. What would you rather hear about? Jackson or Tarkin? Spend the whole hour talking about a character that, as far as I know, has only a handful of appearances. Or someone that has been, you know... Well, although both of them have been around since 1977, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, it's uh, they both are as old <laughs> in terms of Star Wars, pretty much, right? So, um, yeah, I... I mean, we're definitely going to have a lot more fun talking about Jackson than Tarkin, I think. it's. I and mean, it the... was originally planned as a kind of Easter tie-in, but we, we missed it by a week. Yeah. Or for new listeners, three months in a week. Yes. So, you know, but it was almost there. It's, it's yeah. a tenuous link, and that's what we do best. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, before before we like really like go through all the Jackson stuff, I mean, Trev, I mean, how are you doing right now? Are you excited to talk about this? What what's going on in your life? What's uh? I mean, I you were laughing a lot with my introduction there. What's what's up, man? What's up, Doc? So I should probably mention <laughs> for full transparency, I've had a hell of a week, a month. I'm working my ass off, six day weeks, eleven twelve hour days. I managed to snag an early finish today. I only worked eight hours. I'm back in tomorrow. I managed to sing a couple of glasses of wine in the introduction. So this could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the only way to tackle a topic like this one and to talk about a green space rabbit rabbit for an hour. Don't you think? I mean, (laughs) what is the worst that could happen? (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Um, (laughs) All right. So, um, I think stru- structure-wise for today, I mean, I, I'm just going to start us off with a, with a little bit of a of backstory of, you know, real-world backstory about, about Jackson, and then we'll really dive into whatever stories he's in, and, I mean, I'll, we'll take it from there. But um, just want to get out of the way um, the fact that Jackson, I mean, yes, I mean, I, I'm doing all these Bugs Bunny quotes or whatever because he is based on Bugs Bunny, um, his name Jackson comes from the fact that Bugs often addressed strangers with the nickname Jackson uh, back in the early cartoons. Um, and another little fun fact is also that his um, his ship is a WUD 500 Star Yak called the Rabbit's Foot. And I mean, that's a ra- I mean he is a rabbit, obviously, but WUD. Also, you know, what's up, Doc? So there's a lot of things there. And I mean, as we go through some of his stories, I guess I'm sure we're going to we're going to hit um, some of the other references to Bugs Bunny. Um, these are just some of the more common ones that you can find probably in Wikipedia and online and whatnot. That is what I have done. So um, and also how how ironic is it that episode 13 of our podcast and we get to talk about a rabbit's foot? Oh, let's talk about the unlucky and the, the good luck and the bad luck balancing each other off there. You know, but Star Wars is about balance of the force. So I think that we are pure it, duality at this point. Yes, we are doing it right, <laughs> man. So 
let's okay, Jackson. Um, what when did he first appear? What, you know, well, 1977, as I mentioned, but what's what is his first story that he's in? Let's let's go through this. So, and we've spoke about this before on the podcast. Uh, when Star Wars first got released, Marvel Comics got the adaptation rights, and they produced a long-running, ongoing series. Jackson is literally in the first expanded universe story. Han Solo, you know, he, he's got his uh, death threat from Jabba the Hutt, so he goes off to sort that out, he lands on a planet, and he gets roped into rescuing some villagers from some bandits. It's very Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. And he gets mixed up. He basically has to... He holds an audition. Literally holds an audition <laughs> yes. for people to come and help him. People queuing up the stairs. This is all on panel. This is all drawn. Yes. People queuing up the stairs and all. Di- it's like the X Factor for Samurai. It's nuts. How- so okay. b- before we get to Jackson, because I know Jose's read this today. No, let's yeah. talk about the other people. Well, okay. <laughs> let's talk about the people who got before Jackson. But bef- I want to mention one thing though. Han Solo is doing these interviews without his shirt on. Like, oh yes! Like, why is he just <laughs> hanging out shirt? I mean, so first of all, but he so, he had just defended a Borg. He had just defended yes. a Borg that was getting beaten because they were trying to bury him properly. Let's not, let's not, you know, polish over that fact. Okay, <laughs> but. People, you know, gave a lot of crap about Ben Solo hanging out shirtless <laughs> in The Last Jedi. And it runs in the family, man, because it's hereditary. That's what you're saying. It has been established <laughs> that Han Solo just hangs out in his room without his shirt on, with his high waisted pants, talking to people. So apparently, this is just a solo thing, okay? I think that you may be the first person in existence to make that connection. And I salute you, sir. Thank you. Because, I mean, it was the first thing that I thought about when I saw that panel in that comic book. Because, I mean, come on. like. So there we go. 1977. High waist, no shirt solos were a thing. Yes, it's 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 been canon since the very first year that Star Wars came out. <laughs> that's just what you know. That's just what solos Co- do. Come at us, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, okay, and another. I want to ask you something else too. So this is Star Wars. Yes. Num- this is uh, issue number eight for the Star Wars comic book. Right? Uh. So seven, I believe. I think the the adaptation was six issues. Okay, so so the so what happens is the first the adaptation, the first few um, books or oh, issues yeah, eight, are eight actually might be Jackson's first issue. Yes. yes, seven was the first issue of this arc. I see, and so and then the first six are actually an adaptation of Star Wars. Yeah, who we yep. that we now know of as an, a New Hope. Yeah, so this, so is this was the very first expanded universe story. And, I see. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right. Now, the other characters before Jackson. <laughs> the I mean, I have to start with Don Juan Quixote, which 
I mean, as I say it out loud, I, you know, it sounds like I'm just saying Don Juan Quixote as in like that, you know, really famous um, story like from Spanish literature. But obviously they had to make it a little bit more Star Warsy, so they messed with the spelling. And this is yep. a Send some letters. An old man who thinks he is a Jedi Knight. Now Jose is not remembered, but we literally spoke about Don Juan Quixote in our Clone Wars episode. <laughs> about <laughs> I think I just did I mean, I didn't make the connection just because I wasn't seeing the visual. And um but he, but he is that exact same character transposed into Star Wars. The slightly yes. insane knight. Yes. Who, do you take him seriously? Do you take him not take him seriously? It's the same character. And, you know, Star Wars is based on influences. So why the hell not? Uh-huh. And what's funny about it, too, is just like Chewbacca makes a sound as if, like, you can't have this dude in. Like, He's crazy. He's a crazy old man. Like, why would he be part of our crew? But Han Solo says, he's a harmless old man. Why not? Like, <laughs> what, what is the criteria here? I mean, the thing is, so this comic book starts with, you know, with his, he has this, this there's a long line of people that wanted to be in this team. Apparently, Han Solo is just fed up because no one has shown up with even a blaster on him. And then we meet the people that actually, like, are okay to have as part of the team. And this crazy old man who thinks he is a Jedi Knight shows up. And he's like, yeah, of course you're in. Like, he's a harmless old man. Yes, you can be part of our team. Why the hell not? So who were the people before that were not good enough? (laughs) Because, like... But then let's let's talk about... I'm I'm saving one for last here. But so we've got... We've got Jackson. We've established he's part of the, of the team. We've got Don Juan. Yes. We'll talk about uh, Amazer quickly. Yeah. Amazer Foxtrain. Uh, she's just a, a gunslinging, uh, scantily clad woman with pink hair. We'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about her a, a bit more as we get into the episode because she's mm-hmm. a reoccurring feature in Jackson's life. Yes. Then you have uh, Jim the star killer kid. So, you know, star killer's quite an often used phrase in, or name in Star Wars. And he's literally dressed the same way as Luke Skywalker with a stupid floppy white hat mm-hmm. and a treadmill droid. And yes. he gets on the team. Yes. But then the last member of the team. So bear in mind, this episode is about a six foot, whatever, green rabbit. Yes. Who has had a lasting legacy within Star Wars. The last member of a team is a humanoid purple hedgehog who fires quills <laughs> out of his body. <laughs> Welcome to the 70s. Mm-hmm. Well, well and, and it's funny because when he shows up, uh, he... Han Solo was saying, like, you don't even have a blaster on you, right? Like, he's like the same complaint that he has <laughs> yes. with everyone else. And then he just shoots his quills out of his body and... Han Solo is sort of like, oh, okay, yeah, you're you're in, you're in, you 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 can do this. That's <laughs> yes. pretty cool. Sure. Um, so we got a yeah a hedgehog, a bunny, <laughs> uh, Luke knockoff, yep, a crazy old man, and a scantily clad bounty hunter lady that has some history with Han. Is that the whole team? And 
Yeah, against some. Well, um, and the, the droid. I guess a droid is part of the team too, right? Yeah, he's more Effie. like a robot vacuum Effie. cleaner. Yeah, the name yeah, is Effie, Effie something. Yeah. And I mean, this should have been part of our droids episode, but Effie does have a little bit of a personality. Like, even though, like, as, as I'm reading, at least in that first, like, when he first starts talking, like, uh, this Luke knockoff, he's sort of like, oh, and he's like, here's my droid. Like, he just follows me around. He's just like a nothing, like, robot thing. And the droid is sort of like trying to stand up for himself and just sort of saying, like, no, like, you're you're the human. Like, I'm good on my own. So he was sort of trying to establish, like, had a little bit of a of a sarcastic sort of, like, personality there. See, now, even even that's really interesting when we talk about the fact that this is why I love this show. Um, when we talk about the fact that this is the first ever post-Star mm-hmm. Wars story, that concept of droids was established enough in the movies yeah. that it just carried over. You know, yeah. there was no, there was no uh, kind of discrepancy about what a droid was. They always yeah. had that personality straight away rolled into it. Yeah. And I mean, so... And when this was written, there was they didn't know that there was going to be a sequel yet either, right? Like an actual movie. Like they own well, at no, this, this point. This was this was probably written before the movie came out. Yeah. So at this point, I guess everyone, you know, the people that are writing this story, and maybe you know, probably George Lucas himself. I mean, maybe he had some ideas of where he could take the story, but there was nothing written for you know as for the empire strikes back there's nothing else in like in the pipeline for star wars and you can also tell that yeah this this is even this is even pre splinter of a mind's eye yeah which was written as a proto sequel so right we're we're early we're really right and there's even a scene here in this comic book where there's a between um leia and luke where you can see that, hey, that they're trying to develop that as a story yeah, as the well. Ke- the chemistry was always there. Yeah. 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 Like Han, actually, after the, the movie, Han went on to do, go on his adventures. And Leia and Luke were still kind of like hanging out together in the rebel base. So it was sort of like, yeah, those are the two that make it after this. And not Han, is, Han and Leia were not a thing. So that was another kind of like... But I think, I think when you, when you read, read it back, it's treated with a... A lighter touch than some of the other material, mm-hmm. so I, it's it's not weird if you know what I mean. The Luke and Leia thing isn't weird in these comics, whereas some of the other things that came out around yeah. that time, yeah, it is a bit weird. It was, yeah, no, it wasn't. It's you can see that they were laying down, continuing to lay down the tracks for it, but not necessarily establishing anything. Just sort of like yeah. this can go in this direction because that's also, I mean, obviously, like. Luke was attracted to Leia when he first meets her, so they're like, "Oh yeah, of course, so this is this is where this can go." But at least nothing actually happened. It was just sort of like hinted on a little bit more. But okay, Jackson, or let's or, get back to Jackson, or Jax for short, which he ain't. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's literally the thing. That's. They yes, say that, yes. and they keep that, saying that. That is the thing that he says. That's the thing I, I that think, is established. I think Wikipedia has his height as six foot three. Yeah, so he's <laughs> he ain't short, but they call him Jax for short, which he ain't, Trev. He's got to make sure that you're aware that even though he's a cute 
Green Bunny. He's not short. Hey, he he is only cute, and we'll we'll cover this. He's only cute in certain iterations. In this first iteration, he is cute, and he there's even one panel where he has his huge cartoony yep. eyes. Yes, yes. And with, with, he with looks sort adorable. Of eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I've seen other depictions, and he he's got his big rabbit fun. kick legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay, um, so this is this is Hold Jackson. On, sorry, as as we talk about rabbit kick legs, I'm literally flicking through my edition of these Marvel comics right now because there is a quote. Mm-hmm. There is a quote, but we'll come back. I'm not sure I will find this in time to keep this episode flowing or not. I'm not sure I will. Oh no, I've got the audition. <laughs> there we go. So, so I've got the audition with the hedgehog standing on the stairs. Uh, <laughs> yes. But there is one point where he literally kicks someone in the face. He and does. It becomes a running gag throughout the rest of his entire Star Wars appearances. Well, that is how he. Yeah, that's how he first shows up, right? So like, he Han brings him into the team because that's how he gets introduced to Jackson. Like this, he just knocks like he just kicks someone else in the face yeah he, he's, he's proving like, himself yeah he's just like okay well you're in you i mean i don't he did have blasters on his belt so he already you know that that was a big qualifier for for han just oh there we go blaster. it's the exact same panel that you're talking about so we go from yep. adorable yeah we go from yep. adorable to i ain't no rodent and then yep. kicks him in the face with his yep. massive legs yep and yeah, let's make sure to to put that up on our on our channel in Discord. And even if you look at the if you look at the creature that he kicks in the legs, you could almost call that a nogri. It's really scaled. Mm. He's got pale green skin, mm-hmm. red eyes. It it's possible. It's never specified, so it could be a thing. Yeah, he does look. That other creature does look like the creature or monster that Han was fighting earlier in that comic book too. Which I was like, wait, is I I don't think it's supposed to be the same creature or the same character, but to, for a second there, I'm like, wait, so yes, the guy I, that he just battled mean. now it's gonna yeah. work for him? Like, makes no freaking sense. Because <laughs> because it, it starts with a barroom brawl and ends yeah. up with him auditioning people to help him from space cloud rider bandits. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, who knew Han Solo had a soft side? Apparently. <laughs> um, well, okay. So that's how we're introduced to Jax. He um, he shows up, kicks someone in the face. He descri- you know he talks about how he doesn't like carrots. Um, he it's he is a carnivorous uh, bunny. Um, and what else? so and then there's some purple hedgehog. Where I mean the story continues right. So then what happens next? So I'm going to do one of my little, tiny little spiels of summing up loads of weird stuff now. Yeah. So anyone who's caught up with current Marvel comics, especially the Bounty Hunters run, knows all about Valance. So Valance was actually introduced in... He's basically a Terminator of a Star Wars universe. He was introduced (laughs) in the Marvel comics. He was introduced in the arc after the eight from Duba three that we're talking about in Marvel number 16, he comes back because he's trying to, he gets a lead on uh, the person who blew up the death star. Mm-hmm. And that leads him to 
Jim Starkiller and his droid from Aduba 3. <laughs> so Jackson gets roped back into the story with a mazer. And eventually, all, you know, it, it all pans out, but it, he was wrong and Balanson goes on his way. But the really interesting thing about this issue is that two of Valance's bounty hunter crew, while they're hunting Jim Mustaka, Killer Kid, and his droid, one of them is called Daffy, and one of them is called Fud. Oh. Obviously, after Daffy Duck and Daff- Elmer Fudd. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> of course, Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd are now also in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, because of course they are, and of course they'd be hunting Bugs up Jackson. Of course they are. Yeah, they're. It's hunting season, and of course they are getting <laughs> the space bunny, the space rabbit. Wow! But then that that wait, do they of... write them any like? Are they, are they spelled any differently too? Um. So Daffy's D A F I. Okay. Fud is F U. D, but Fudd was given a first name mm. in, I think, Gamer number four, which I was going to talk about later, where it's done as Mela, M-E-L-E-R, which is, no, M-E, anyway, it's Elmer spelt backwards. <laughs> Merla, that's a, maybe. Merla Fudd. That's amazing. So, basically... Uh, so yeah, I mean they're they're definitely not shying away from their references in here, and, no. and I, mean, I assume that Daffy is not a space duck. <laughs> He's not a. Space that would have been too much. <laughs> too, but that would have been incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but there there was rumors flying around for years that the reason Jackson didn't get more of a role was, was that George Lucas wasn't a fan of a six-foot giant space bunny. Wow, I personally what? don't believe that to be true. I think if George Lucas had read any of these comics, he would have been on board with it. So I just think uh, that's one of those urban <laughs> myths that came around because George Lucas knew exactly what Star Wars was and Star I mean, Wars has space for giant space bunnies. Yeah, I mean, come on. You know how much merchandise, how many toys <laughs> he would have like profited from if he was aware of Jackson from the get-go? Exactly. He would have been in Empire Strikes Back. I mean, well, Jackson would have been the Jar Jar Binks of Star Wars from the get-go. <laughs> like, we wouldn't have had Jar Jar Binks if he... <laughs> perhaps. Like, there could have been just a green bunny instead. All right, quick sideline. Quick sideline, man. Since we're talking about Jar Jar Binks and we're talking about that era specifically, uh-huh. Jackson turned up in The Clone Wars. Wait, what? He was in the Clone Wars, not so much for show, although there was um, there was a skeleton that showed up in the background of one of the episodes with ears and teeth that could have been a Lepi carnivorous. With ears, but Jackson spe- Jackson specifically. Uh huh. So in season one of the Clone Wars, uh huh, there was a for every episode there was a prequel web comic, just like two or three pages that led into that episode. So all those uh, web comics were published on the official site. They've only ever had one collected release, which is the Tales from the Clone Wars graphic novel, which you can only buy from the StarWars.com site. Uh-huh. It's, it's a really rare find. 
Yes, I own it. It's on it's on the shelf course, over there. Of course you do. I mean I mean you did specify you have over a thousand pieces of yeah. Star Wars, so of course you would have that one. But in the in the prequel webcomic to the finale of season one, uh-huh. Jackson, named in Orabesh, appears on a wanted poster. So he's there. He is there. Oh. So that's already established. So he he's quite old too. If he's on a wanted poster in the Clone Wars, really? Who knew rabbits age so long? Well, this is not a, no ordinary rabbit. <laughs> he's not an ordinary rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't eat carrots. He he eats meat. Maybe this is the extra protein that he is ingesting that helps him live longer. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that he shows up in the. In in the Clone Wars, that's uh... yep. He he's there. You know, a, a lot of people have loved Jackson. I don't think anyone has loved Jackson as much as current Star Wars author Kevin Scott. <laughs> I think he's so. I mean, he's so much fun. Like he's without Kevin Scott, we wouldn't be having this episode. He's been the sole reason that Kevin Scott now exists. Uh, sorry. The sole reason that Jackson exists in canon because of his work in the Star Wars adventure series. Hmm. Well, and I well, I also read uh, with when I did do my research, I, um, Pablo Hidalgo, I think, is also a huge uh, Jackson fan. So, um, and I think that I mean, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, right? That um, whatever. I don't know what it is. So maybe you can. I mean, we can get into it later. But this. Uh, Star Wars Gamer 4, whatever that is. Ah, but I know <laughs> that Pablo four. Hidalgo, you know, who who we all know from all the, like, art of, like, books and all that stuff. Like, he, you know, he has this kind of encyclopedic take on yeah, Star Wars. Pa- Pablo Hidalgo is the man. Yeah, so, like, he, he he had to come up with more of a backstory for for um, for Jackson and, and that career, I guess, and this... Article well, th- so Gamer Four was the the Gamer magazine was like um it was almost like a role playing game supplement came out like mm-hmm. once a quarter mm-hmm. ran for ten or twelve issues and there'd be short stories in it and it was a lot of it was based around the role playing game so okay. there was an article about whatever happened to the Aduba Three or the Aduba Six or uh, whatever it was okay. called okay but it was about um. There's a there's a Star Wars in universe historian called Voron Nal, uh-huh. who's the narrator of a lot of the West End game source books, and it's an article narrated by him of about how he spends a couple of years trying to verify Han Solo's account of what happened on that planet, and speaks to a lot of the people involved. Yeah, and at the end of it, walks away and goes even he finds out the exact truth. He finds out exactly what happened. And at the end of it, walks away and goes, well, I spent all this time and all I found out of this bunch of nonsense because he, uh. he can't bring himself to believe that the truth is what actually happened. Um, but yes, that article gives a lot of backstory yeah. to Jackson. It, it mentions the planet that he came from, um, talks about him having loads of cousins, um, <laughs> gives I a totally- bit of backstory to a lot of the crew. From what I read, and this is appropriate because of the our episode number, but he is one of thirteen kids, and this is episode thirteen. Well, he, and he does have 
hundreds of cousins. Of course. So even in the Star Wars universe, the breeding like rabbits thing rings true. Yes. Which is, you know, that's that's one of my other potential topics for 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 our whole episode in the Star Wars archives. That I think that I mean, the part of what <laughs> Earth animals and 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 sayings make it into translate into Star Wars. So you know, obviously based off of this, there are rabbits in the universe. I don't know if yeah. all the rabbits in there are lefty carnivorous, or if they're actual little pet-like rabbits as well but rabbits as a as a as a species or as a concept but so, exist but so do ducks this yes <laughs> ducks and rabbits daffy is in there but no i mean i know there's a that's also what it, is that in the novelization of uh yes. of star wars that that the, uh, there's like the, what what is a duck? What's a duck? By Luke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying that there is a possibility here, Trev, to do a whole episode. To be fair, we we could probably spend a whole episode on who is a better swimmer, Luke or Leia, because that fluctuates wildly as well. A better swimmer? <laughs> yep. In in <laughs> in some books, like you wouldn't expect Luke to be able to swim, but oh, in yeah. some books he's he the swimmer and Leia isn't. Yep. In Splinter of a Mind's Eye, Leia can't swim, but Luke can. In other books, it's vice versa. But then you'll get other books that will deliberately reference back to these books, referencing whatever character's swimming abilities. It's That's a weird thing in itself. That's the least consistent thing ever. <laughs> and also, why is that even a thing that people... <laughs> <laughs> Well, they were in an underground lake and they had to build boats out of massive leaves. Come on. Yeah, so you have to talk about their their ability to swim. Yes. Luke had to swim and protect Leia while she was in a giant leaf boat. Have you and read any Star Wars, Jose? <laughs> I will say that in my... How many books have I did I say I read? I have read 40, 41 books. I don't think that they've ever mentioned swimming <laughs> they've never gone into swimming as a skill or as an action that needed to be performed in any of these 41 books <laughs> the one time that something happened underwater I th- in any of the things that i've read was probably just uh in in uh from a certain point of view uh empire strikes back when when r2 was underwater with the that snake thing, that creature. Oh, the little uh, the little drawing. Yeah, yeah, story. yeah. I think that's the only underwater thing that I've seen. And oh, well, I now that uh, now that we have some of those um, in Disney Plus that they brought in some of those like the the Clone Wars, Tartovsky. Oh yes, I did start watching that. Um, and they had that episode with Kid Fisto underwater. Yes, he was swimming, and that looked cool. Um, so there's, that's me diving into legends. See, oh. you know, we're, that, right. Right. That's a, diving. That's a slow clap on my microphone. Yes. And I know that's, that slow clap is because it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I didn't want to rush my applause. No, you were very impressed. Thank you. So was that like <laughs> Luke level swimming skill or Leia level? Who knows? Because apparently that fluctuates. 
and also it kinda, like, like ebbs swim, up so and down. Lost on so it kind of like ebbs up and down is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, let's talk space <laughs> rabbits. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I did not okay, know we were so, going to go into water puns here. I thought we were going to go more into rabbit ones. But you, you sound so rehearsed. It's, it's unreal. Anyway, space it's not rabbits. At all. This is, <laughs> did you notice I'm wearing a green a green shirt, a green hoodie right now? Because we're talking about I, a I green did, rabbit. I did notice. Is that the reason? Yes. I'm sweating. You plan ahead. It's hot in California. <laughs> and I'm wearing this green hoodie. And it's because <laughs> we're doing this episode, and I should probably have thought about that before deciding to wear this. Um, <laughs> but I anyway, want to be I, on on I, brand. I have an a I have an argument. I have an argument and case to make about our favorite Jackson the Space Rabbit. Go for it. I think that he is the one character in all of Star Wars that transcends canon and legends and brings the two universes together. The one character. And that's a bold claim. Because there is nothing, nothing in every appearance that he has made that contradicts the other. You can follow his story. So we, I, we spoke to Jose when we discussed this episode. I was like, Jose, here's your homework. It's all of eight comic issues and a short story. Yes. Did he do it? No, listeners, he did not. But <laughs> we're not talking. Uh, we're not talking a massively used character work. here. He I did, did some of it. I even changed the script when, when we introduced the episode. <laughs> I did my work, and I'm here talking we... about water puns. <laughs> <laughs> but we are eight comic issues, a short yes. story. You can read them all, beginning to end, the entire current published story of Jackson. And it will not contradict. You can jump from legends to canon and back again, and it will flow. Yeah, I mean, I would hop from <laughs> instead of jumping from canon to to legends. But <laughs> okay, so let's let's break them down quickly. Let's get into let's get into the actual knowledge bit of the show that we have. I do. Um, what do you mean the actual knowledge bit? What's what have we been doing? I don't know for the past thirty four minutes. Okay, oh, I'm lost. I'm completely <laughs> lost. All right. Okay. So, right, let's talk some actual comics then. Yes. And I'm gonna make this really quick because I want to blast through and get to a point. Yeah. But so we said he was in eight comics in total. Mm-hmm. I already think my number's wrong because he was in. Six from the original Marvel Star Wars arc. Anyway, he next turns up in the IDW Star Wars Adventure series. Now, these are the younger readers' comic series I talk about every now and again. There's some absolutely nuts stuff in there, which makes it the perfect place for Jackson to come back. And that's very recent too, right? The, that's uh, the whole 2018. Series. Yeah. The the first annual. Yeah. So no, just, just to kind of like establish the the, the like timeline here we're talking about he's jackson starts in 1977 he's on the star wars comic for a few um issues there then there's nothing about him until this uh this star wars gamer 4 which i believe is from 2001 or something and or early 2000s and then we hop again to (laughs) the to the to, to 2018 for his start with oh well no he wasn't he was 
he, there's there's a there's a, a skeleton of a lepi that we assume that could be him or something like that. Um, yeah, there's some Clone Wars stuff and Clone Wars. So that's you know a decade after that, and then like but another, all of that stuff minimal. Yeah, it's all minimal. Yeah, and then we we hop again to 2018, and now he has his own appearance in a comic in the Star Wars Adventure comics. Yeah, so he's okay. in the 2018 annual. He's in the backup story. But it almost seems to take place directly after the Marvel stuff. Okay. So the Legends Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. this is a canon appearance. And it's a, it's pretty much a direct continuation. Yeah. So he helped protect Jim, the Starkiller Kid, and his droid from balance in Marvel 16. He's still with Amazer Foxtrain. There's something about eggs. It's all a bit weird. Eggs? Um, is that the eggs one? Uh, yeah, it's the eggs one. They have to smuggle some eggs for the rebellion. It's wait, it's really odd. Like like yep. a, like an Easter Bunny type of situation where he is carrying eggs around. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and essentially, he gets uh, he gets sold out by Amaza on the wheel, which is a massive space. Yep, she's still in it. And um, and do you know the wheel, the space station? This was introduced in the Marvel comics back in the day. It used to get used in the Republic comics. But it's another throwback by Kevin Scott to those Marvel comics. So again, uh, it, it shows that he loves what he's writing about. Uh-huh. The rabbit kick is in it. Followed by, literally, he's Jackson says at one point, I get a kick out of it. And then kicks someone in the face with his four foot legs. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and it's, it's just everything you'd ever want. You but know, it's, it's very it's very specific in its chronology that it could flow. The whole story can flow. So we we started straight after A New Hope with Han and his little samurai adventure in Jackson. Yes. Now we're after that. Uh, he's kind of roped in smuggling eggs for the rebellion. I kind of yep. I kind of love everything about Jackson. <laughs> it, like it, it gets better. It gets it, better. <laughs> like he, he might. I know there. You know, on Legends Look Back, they might love Naked Palpatine over there, and you know. So maybe I don't know who's who's on the run for like best Legends character. But I mean, well, now he's canon too. So I think that Jackson for me is going off the ranks very quickly. But you know, <laughs> everything I hear about him is just fantastic. Like he smuggles eggs. <laughs> he like everything about him is great. So, what else? What then else are you gonna you're tell you're me gonna about? you're gonna love this next story. Then I want to find. So, I want to buy this issue though. The Star Wars Adventures. So the last one was annual 2018. We're uh-huh. gonna jump ahead to annual 2020, where he's he's elevated now. He's the he's the main lead story. So mm-hmm. all these annuals have two stories: a lead story and a backup story. Okay. He was a backup story in 2018. In 2020, he's the lead story in a story called Rabbit Hunt. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, and it, it starts off with him, you know, cheating at a table and Dengar's in it and Han Solo's in it and uh, Luke's in it. And then you find out Jackson's full name. Are you ready for this? Um... Jackson's full name is Jackson T. Trumperaki. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yep. Why Trumperaki? What? 
What is that? I, Where did that even come know. from? Why is but that a thing? The whole story revolves around it, and the, the even the um, the visuals of a story. You see a much leaner looking Jackson. He's a lot goofier in the early comics. But this is almost uh, who's the person I'm trying to think of? It's almost like Chuck Norris Jackson. He's got much meaner eyebrows and uh-huh. he's really tough. Tom Peraki. And again, he, Tom he, he's helping Rebellion out and you find out that he got stitched up by a maze in that last story that we spoke about. So the Rebellion are after her for something and they're after Jackson because they've seen him working for her. But it's not Jackson. It's one of Jackson's cousin. And you can tell the difference because it's got that classic comic trope He's got a scar down his eye. Of That's course. the difference. Of course. But it turns out it could be one of any of his 300 cousins working for her. But Jackson knows exactly which cousin it is because the scar gives it away. Yeah. And she's doing, you know, she's doing something that the rebellion need her to stop or I can't remember the details. But he ropes in his other 299 cousins to oh. all run around the town distracting people. So you got... 300 different Jacksons misleading the Imperials and Dengar and <laughs> Amazer everywhere until eventually Jackson saves the day and really rubs Han Solo's nose in it and still flying the rabbit foot. Again, it's still perfect continu- continuity so far from the original Marvel series. This, yeah, I mean, well, and even, even the people that he associates with, um, are still, you know, are brought in again as well, right? So, like, everything just, like, yeah. it's not like he he had a crew on the, when he first appeared, but Amaza is still then now, or she is also canon now, right? So, it's like, yep. all these people are around, and it works, which is pretty interesting. But- like, it's not, contra- I mean, even, like, his relationship or association with Han Solo is still a thing then. Yes, and mostly jealousy of Han Solo. And because every time anyone mentions Han Solo's Jackson, Jackson instantly thinks he's the better smuggler, and that's guaranteed to make him puff up and do whatever you want to do. <laughs> but, but continuity-wise, the next thing is the, the short story out of, uh, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So you see Jackson on Bespin during Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And at the end of that, again, he's... He's a good guy. He's he's the whole smuggler with a heart of gold thing. Yeah, you know he's tr- he's trying to blackmail Lando or whatever. But at the end of it, he does what is right. Wow. But then that takes us to adventures. So we're still with the IDW comics. Yeah. That takes us to Adventures Annual 2019. So we are jumping back and forth here a bit. Hopping. Hopping back and forth here a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but now this one is set after Endor. So this one is set after Endor. Uh-huh. And Lando and Ninnam are flying the Falcon around mm-hmm. while Han Solo is on Chandrilla. Now, even that fact is borne out by a lot of other storytelling of this time. But Lando goes off with the Falcon for a bit while Han Solo tries to settle down. Again, the canon connections are there. And then they run into Jackson, some Imperial Warlord of a weak thing. And he almost ends up joining the Rebellion at that point, at the end. <sighs> He's still running around in the rabbit's foot. 
And Lando blackmails him into helping him by going, if Han Solo was here, he could do it. And Jack's like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And there's, you know, there's all sorts of manager shenanigans, as you would expect from an adventures comic. And the end literally goes with uh, Lando inviting Jackson to join the Republic. And Jackson's like, no way. And Lando goes, well, if you're a real scoundrel, you'd do it. And instantly Jack was like, right, where do I sign up? Uh, it's <laughs> after's brushes, but that's what Tre- you want. Trev, um, I, have a, I, have, I have a wish now. Yes. I would like Jackson to show up in The Mandalorian or any oh. one of the live <laughs> action shows coming out because, yeah, like, obviously we're not going to get Han Solo. Like, you know, I don't, we're not going to get a younger yeah. uh, Harrison no. Ford kind of thing. I mean, I guess they did do that with Luke for a little bit and Leia. So, I mean, I guess we're, we could, we're now we're missing uh, a, a digital, young, a young digital um, Harrison Ford. I don't think it's going to happen, but we can get, we can get Jackson. We could get, I never know how to pronounce his name, Aiden. Aaron, Aaron Wright? Oh yeah, I guess we yeah we we do have we, a we young we do have a young Han Solo person playing Han would Solo I, would right I, now. Would I prefer <gasps> Jackson? Hell yes. Wait, can we get? <laughs> I know. <laughs> can we get? You know, make Solo two happen. Can Solo two with Jackson be with Jackson? Can Solo two <laughs> be the story where we see like this the, the, this first arc from the comic book? When Jackson, oh, that would be first. incredible. <gasps> with with the purple killer head. Yes, yes. <laughs> is it? I mean, yes. That's that is that is what Star Wars needs. Like more hedgehogs, more rabbits. Absolutely, more rabbits. <laughs> absolutely. It, I'm not ruling anything out at this point. Hey. He may be in the bad batch for all we know. No, but I want I want live action. I don't want I don't <laughs> want um, like I want them to create the costume. You want a wisecracking, sarcastic space rabbit. Yes, and I and I don't want him to be CGI. Like I want him to be an actual costume, like someone inside. You know, because they don't have to like motion cap someone in this. You know, Jackson ain't short. He is <laughs> six foot three. Okay, so let's let's backtrack. So someone up. could play him. Let's go back to the whole reason we're doing this episode is the Black Series figure, right? That's yes. the whole reason this idea came up. And that figure is so grisly because it's not based on any of his comic appearances whatsoever. That figure is literally based on the cover of the gamer magazine that we've spoke about. <laughs> so all these fond memories people have of Jackson and then they make this really grisly not smooth at all figure from a magazine no one would have heard of why did they choose that one i guess it's the most I alien looking one instead no of the idea. cute bunny one even the even the artwork on the, the the box of the figure is from the cover of that magazine rather than any of the marvel or idw comics interesting it's a really weird choice you know i don't own any of these like black series figures at all 
Um, I, I was you, so tempted. I literally had to have a word of myself. It's a slippery path that I did not want to go down. I think I need to buy this Jackson Rabbit. <laughs> like, um, I, I, I don't like to clutter my. I mean, I, I just live in a in a one bedroom apartment. I've been living in one bedroom apartments for the past uh, decade of my life and moving every few years just I mean because before moving to California I was in in New York in small apartments that were just too expensive so I I do try to keep my collections to a minimum but I think that I might need to make a Jackson collection because it's, there's not be that your much lucky stuff totem. there's not that much stuff <laughs> And I and I do like him, and I think I might need. I'm I, I literally am looking right now online as we're recording. I'm like to see if I can how much this, this figure costs because I think I need to get it. It's just twenty five bucks. That's not. I mean, I think I need to get it. I'm gonna get it. What's the worst good that could happen, to you, Jose? You you need to do this. You need. I can see it in your yeah. eyes. You need this. I am going to. See, I'm not starting a black figures or what I said. So, black black series figures collection. I'm just starting because that would take. That's too much space. That's too many, and then you don't know. You, then you can't stop. But I can definitely do a Jackson collection because it's just a handful of comic books, and then this black series figure. It's ex- it's perfect. It doesn't take up that much space. Okay, right. So I'm making my closing argument now for the- Jackson being the most important person in the Star Wars multiverse, in that he transcends legends and canon. So uh, we spoke okay. about we've spoke about his original Marvel introductions, right? So you've yes. you've had his adventures with Han Solo. You've yes. had his altercation with Valance the Hunter. Yes. You've had his adventures in the Star Wars Adventures IDW comic. Mm-hmm. Valance the Hunter has been recanonized. We're seeing his story now in the Bounty Hunter series, and you've got the whole War of the Bounty Hunters crossover that's coming out. Yes. Are you with me so far? I think I'm with you, and I, I'm, I have, may have an idea of where you're going, but keep going. And then in 2019, uh-huh. Marvel published Star Wars number 108. Okay. Which was a direct continuation of the original 1977 Marvel's run, uh, Legends run. So that run finished in 84, uh, issue uh-huh. 107. So they released one issue that was a direct continuation, but also incorporated all these other references to Legends as a whole. Uh-huh. And it finished the story of Valance the Bounty Hunter. Uh-huh. And this hunt for the, the... It's essentially a sequel to a story called The Crimson Forever, which is about two crystals that can essentially end the universe. And Luke Skywalker has come to them and was in a coma for a bit. And anyway, Jackson is in this story. He plays a massive part in this story. What? And it's got Damina Targ in it, who's just been reintroduced in the current Star Wars run. Uh-huh. So even though this tells the end of the Valance the Bounty Hunter story, the old Star Wars Terminator guy, yeah, we haven't seen the end of his story in canon, so it's still open. So there is no reason why every story that Jackson has ever appeared in 
cannot take place in the same universe. He is the one to bring canon and legends together. He is the Doctor Strange of Star Wars. He is... <laughs> he is the... He, Jackson he is the, into the multiverse. He is the one ring. He, the one he to is bring the one. <laughs> we're we're going to be 20 years down the line. The one to bind them. Jackson that brings everything together. Yes. He's the singular most important person in Star Wars history. I rest my case, Your Honor. Forget about the Skywalker saga. All of that is just not part not of the Jackson universe, the Jackson story. And I am yeah, all for it. <laughs> they, they were just bit players in his story. Yes, exactly. I mean, it really is. Like everything, High Republic and everything, it's all leading up, has been leading up to the big Jackson so, like movie, like his, his own movie and his own So I'm, I'm calling it now. So Kevin Scott is the next big High Republic book, right? The Rising Storm. Yes. I will put money. I, I'm going to put £100 here and now. There will be a reference to a Lepi Carnivorous in that story. That would be... I'm, I'm very excited about that idea now. <laughs> because I, I mean, I am a big... Uh, I do like Twi'leks. That's sort of like... I think that's of the alien races. That's probably one of my favorite ones. But I think that now these Lepi Cardivorous are also going up there. Um, there's just there's nothing I don't like <laughs> about Jackson and everything he is about. So, I mean, yeah. what is not to like? Yeah, what I mean, I don't know why they even ha- they pause for. T- I mean, it, for twenty years or whatnot to like not say anything about him. Like he. Everything about Jackson is amazing. <laughs> so, you know, we were talking, I, I mentioned earlier about the, uh, the urban myth that George Lucas thought he was too silly for Star Wars. Yeah. For anyone who's read 90s Star Wars, there was nothing too silly for Star Wars. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen some of those bits. I've, you know, I've seen, like, there's the, the, that, um, the droid cartoon thing with, with like, um, Kaibo Ren. Kaibo I mean, Ren. come yeah. on. Come on. <laughs> Nothing. Really, this is true. Nothing is too silly for Star Wars. Hey, you can make now, 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 we're, now we're on the topic. Now that all this new stuff has launched on Disney, apart from Clone Wars, have you watched any Ewoks? I know I've threatened you with an Ewok deep, deep dive. Have no, you watched but I do Caravan of Courage? I, 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 I will watch that after I'm done with the, with the Clone Wars. Um, that's so I, I I sat down and watched a bit of Caravan and Courage the other day. Yeah, it's and terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> there's there's no movement on the equal, Ewok mouths or their eyes, oh, and God. The, it's it's honestly scary. It's you know, and this is why we haven't seen Jackson on the movies yet, and they didn't use him in the in the other movies because the technology wasn't there. They wanted That's to make George sure. Lucas for you. You sound just like George Lucas right now. He yeah. waited for yeah. the technology. They've been waiting yep. for the technology yeah. to be available to make Jackson a 
fully fleshed exactly. character. Exactly. And now that we got Space Jam 2 coming out with a, with a CGI <laughs> Bugs Bunny, they're like, okay, so if we wanted to go with the CGI Green Bunny, we can do it. Bugs Bunny has done it, so we can do with this. I still think he should not. He should be more, you know, like a practical effect um, rabbit. Um, in, in fact, the, the reason that Space Jam 2 is coming out is a tester for if this exactly. is possible. That's exactly, the only exactly. reason that movie is being made. Exactly. And, you know, I did see the trailer, and Bugs Bunny looks pretty good as a as a 3D CGI character. So now, now we can do that just in case the practical effect one doesn't work. But this <laughs> everything that Star Wars has done to date is... It's just it's, been, it's been leading to this moment. It's been leading to this one big reveal. And even these 10 shows that they announced that are coming out and the Rogue Squadron movie, all of it. Red is... herrings, a lot of them. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, the, that's what's important about today's episode. And I think we've covered it enough. That's um, <laughs> a very good stopping point, Trev. <laughs> so... I don't think we need to talk about um, a batshit crazy book of the week because everything I mean, we've spoke about is batshit crazy. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but also not because it's all it's all about Jackson. Um, this is the way. This is the way. So <laughs> before we're done, though, you know, let's just uh, you know, a little bit of housekeeping. We are available in all your typical podcast apps, you know, Stitcher, po- the Apple Podcast, whatever. So just make sure to give us a five stars and recommend us to your friends. Um, and if you've listened to everything and you can't wait until the next episode, please join our the Utini Network's Patreon. And that would be on patreon.com slash Utini. And just for the cost of a cup of calf, you can get our episodes three months in advance in addition to all the other Utini network exclusive there's a whole bunch of other um shows and access to secret discord channels and there's events and things like that so you know go ahead and go there and join us as well um trev what else do we have uh what do we have in our, up in our queue for the next few episodes so you know how we like to talk about wide ranging themes and see where we go with it our next two current episode plans are retcons and that could be weird because yep. what did Andrew say in the last one? Backwards storytelling magic. So mm-hmm, that could be mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. And then we're going to take a deep dive into Chiss Society. Chiss Society, in, Thrawn. In and celebration all of, of a greater good coming out, we're going to yes. shine a glass on that a little bit. Yeah, that should be. I do like the Chiss as well. So that should be a, that should be a fun one. And retcon something that Jackson doesn't need because his story. Absolutely not. Yes. <laughs> So it'll be a Jackson. I'm sorry to tell you guys, we will not be talking about Jackson in the next episode. Or maybe just I, in I'm reference to saying... Now. I'm, I'm yeah. sad now. It'll be maybe moving forward. I will try to see how I can talk about Jackson in every one episode. Maybe we should have a Jackson quote to end every episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> I will start a list of Jackson quotes because this Star Wars Archives is your premier Jackson appreciation podcast. <laughs> and that yes. is that is it for today's episode. We'll be providing links and pictures to all these single issue comics and 
random things that we've talked about uh, in the Star Wars Archives channel and the Utini's Discord. If you have not joined that community, head on over to utini.com slash Discord and click the Join Now button right on that page. If you want to reach out to me, I am Jaxi or some variation of that name in Discord. You can also follow me on Twitter at TheJaxi, and that is T-H-E-J-O-X-I-I-I. Trev, where can people follow you and find you? And if they're like so I'm, hunting season? <laughs> I am at Davy Todd on Twitter, or you'll just find me hanging around the Discord. All right. Well, thank you all. Thanks. Let's thank our Patreons for uh, for supporting us and supporting the fact that we can talk about a green bunny for a whole hour. And um, that about covers it. So uh, radio out. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time. May the Force be with you.